0: Welcome everybody to Alchemy Answers episode fifty, and uh, this is a bit of a milestone for us—fifty episodes. That's almost a full year of podcasting. And uh, if you're not aware, you can get this on just audio format. But you're obviously here now listening to it, so you probably don't need that. But you can listen to all the episodes on uh, in podcast format as well, just by going to Dota Alchemy on Anchor. FM or Spotify or iTunes
1: or wherever else you listen to podcasts. I believe. I love I love hearing when people say that they listen to our podcast on the way to work. It yeah. just gives me this. It's like this mental adventure that I get to go on, just thinking like <laughs> what you know what that person's doing, and oh, they're dealing with this like traffic, and I don't know. It's just it's cool to imagine. Just somebody else's uh, life. I think there's like a word uh, a, a word specifically for it. Not not, not the exact phenomenon that I'm talking
0: voyeurism.
1: about. Voyeurism? No, it's not voyeurism. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a peeping Tom. S- sonder. I think, I think, is it sonder or somber? Is it I called it's, cuckolding? I think it's sonder. Are you a cuckold? That's absolutely not what I'm referring to here. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I thought it was just a synonym for what you're thinking about somber i don't i don't know i can't find it on google quickly so i'm done with this but you know just just realizing that everybody uh that everybody's got like a full full full-on life with all their problems and aspirations and you don't consider it on a daily basis because that would be too much information to process just walking around and seeing everybody and being like oh i wonder where that person goes to school or if they're going to go into nursing it's like there's too much shit already (laughs) you know Sure. But it's cool to get that, and I get that when people are like, "Oh, we listen to you on the way to work," and it's like, "Man, I wonder what that person's doing." And it's cool that they're listening to our voices while going to like do you know do some some job. Yeah, man. Brian Essig
0: says, "Are you ever all gonna play together, or is it bad when you mix work and boyfriends?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll play together.
0: Yeah. Once I hit a mortal, maybe Jenkins will consider me a real person and actually invite me to a party every now and then.
1: Jordan says Sonder is the real world, the real word. You see, the problem, the problem, getting back to Dota, is the, is the matchmaking. Is that if I queue with you, you're considered to be 7.5K MMR. Yep. And I don't know what your MMR is, but I, I feel like we're going to get some really hard games. Either. Whereas before, we get like a mixed We'd get like a mixed game, you know? It would be kind of hard for both of us. And yeah, the enemy team wouldn't wouldn't have this shit. I mean it'll either be no, a really hard defense.
0: game or you'll just only lose 15 MMR and the other team will be risking forty-five or something like that.
1: Something something <laughs> along along those lines. Yeah, it's 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 really strange. Like for instance, I just played this game. I was saying at the start of the stream, I played this game against uh sumel and schofield and is like rank 17 and schofield's rank five so they were two parties uh so these two parties their average mmr is like 8k or something but only because of the apex players in the party and on my team i had CCNC who is rank two right but that's kind of canceled that by the rank five and then the highest rated player in my party is rank 55 so even though the average is is completely even just because of the people that are queuing we got like 35 mmr for winning right which wasn't fair i mean it was it was an even game mmr wise right the skill gap between divine and immortal is that big the problem is the badges just stop at immortal but to to be like immortal top 100 it's it's like 7500 mmr yeah, the skill be, gap
0: between like divine five and immortal rank like two thousand is pretty much nothing. But the difference between divine five and immortal rank one hundred is like several thousand MMR.
1: Yeah, so there's like a few a ba- few brackets in immortal. There's there's like the just immortal people, which is like ba- basically equivalent to divine. There's like the immortal rank of thousands, which they're they're a lot better than the previous bracket. Of course, naturally with brackets, that's how it's going to work. Uh, then you've like the rank five hundreds, and then like the rank two hundreds, and then the top hundreds, and then you have like the top tens, which are like the CC and Cs and sumails, where they're you know, significantly better than a lot a lot of people. And uh, the the MMR between those brackets too is is you know five hundred to a thousand, so it's not just like the the numbers make it in the badge makes it look kind of strange, even though there's like a huge difference. Right. Yeah, it's 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 super weird because you know assume like for instance i i could be like top 100 I, I could win like two games i'll be top 100 and Sumail is ranked like 17 but i'm gonna be 7.5k and he's like 8.5k right even though our numbers are really close his mmr is way higher than mine because right. it just it scales like
0: um right to go from like even rank 20 to rank one is like 500 mmr probably or more
1: something like that yes. yeah. It's it's, it's it scales very quickly at the end of the distribution. I don't want to say exponentially because that's just an incorrect use of the word, but it's it scales just quite fast exactly. at the end of the distribution. Not exactly exponential, but the linear multiplier is quite high. Okay, all right. Let's get into the let's get into the uh, questions. Sounds good. So, Meme Frog, uh, reposting because you uh, skipped unless you answered them after the questions from chat. I don't think we did uh boy this is this is a long one okay q1 i'm finding it hard to move from phase one to phase two on sand King. i'm pretty sure we
0: did answer this like two episodes ago but we can answer it again it's fine
1: i typically have to wait until level four one two one build to nuke the wave out fast enough that i kill it in time to walk around the trees and grab the next wave and even when i do grab the next wave i've often used sandstorm to kill the previous wave and i'm vulnerable during the pull uh, yada, yada. What am I missing here? Should my support come with me when I try to cut the wave? Yeah, you can you can get your support to help you cut the wave. You can uh, have the uh, you can avoid cutting the wave until level five depends on the matchup. Sometimes it's just hard to get behind the wave uh, behind the tower, honestly, and you have to be careful. But I would say most of the time you don't push the wave in with with sandstorm. You push the wave in with um Caustic, Caustic Finale, right? yeah. and then you're like burrowing maybe and and like harassing the guy that you're playing against. You want to do that when you have a larger wave than they have, and you can obviously force that very easily by using Caustic. And then on top of that, if you press uh, Sandstorm at the end of a wave, then another wave will come, and you'll kill it with Sandstorm, and then you can walk through, and it'll be enough time between the next wave coming that you can uh, use Sandstorm on on the next wave. Also, if you pull to the easy camp, it just aggro, so you don't need to use Sandstorm because you're not going to take any damage. So there's there's many, many different ways. I would just say look at replays of people doing it and practice the transition because you're right in noticing that the transition is hard. That is a fucking hard transition to master. That is hard on any hero that cuts the wave. So how do I actually get into cutting position without losing an entire wave of experience? This is something that pro players are still trying to figure out the best way to do so. You're not wrong in saying that it's hard. Um, okay, question two. When should I move to phase three? Often my towers are under pressure and I want to TP to them. But then once I've relieved that pressure, I'm kind of stuck. My mid gets very upset with me sitting in their lane and farming it. But if I leave, I don't have a TP. Okay. Yes, you can farm the medium camp. You can farm jungle near the towers. That's perfectly fine. You can also go back to the off lane. Specifically when your TP is back up, you can walk there. That's what I would say. Uh, should you not be TPing to save those towers so eagerly? I mean, if there's no heroes in the lane and there's no chance that they're really going to get pressured, then yeah, you're probably TPing too eagerly. But if it looks like the entire enemy team is grouping up at the tower, you want to be there. I'm sorry, Donnie. These are very specific questions.
0: Not, I'm just letting you go. Know. I mean, <laughs> for for, uh, for specifically off, off-lane Sand King. So take it away yes.
1: then. So uh, explaining to chat what the phases are, because this is this is a very specific thing from a video is... Uh, phase 1 on Sand King is where the hero's complete dog shit in lane. You're trying to get level 3 as soon as possible. Once you're level 3, there's phase 2 where you can start cutting the creep wave. Then, at a certain point, there hits phase 3 on Sand King, where the enemy team is looking to pressure either your safe lane or your uh, mid-tower, and you want to be the hero that's stopping that from happening. Phase 4 on Sand King is when you're running around with your team looking for fights and trying to uh, get towers with, uh, with a Veil of Discord and a blink Dagger. Those are the phases... Of Sand King, and if you do those phases in every single game in that order, you will win games. It is just very hard to deal with. So, question three: Phase three to phase four. When I have my Blink, should I continue defending towers? No, not really. Like maybe for a second, but you want to look to be aggressive. Okay, let's see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me and Frog, you're cut (laughs) off from questions for the rest of the month. (laughs) Like
1: uh, he's he's getting value. He's getting value. Um. He did post somebody else's questions that we missed. So so we have a... I love phase 46 on Crystal Maiden. <laughs> Listen, man, I was trying to simplify things by talking about these phases. Everybody's like, how do you play the mid-game? That's how you play the mid-game. You break the game down like that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good uh, way to look at it. Chai26 says, in early laning, when do you decide to go on the enemy? I sometimes have this... So this is not directed directly at me, Donnie. Uh, I sometimes have this false sense of being ahead in the lane. That I will uh, go hard or even just harass the enemy and will end up being heavily punished. On the other side of the spectrum, I sometimes play really safe and I miss out on key opportunities to get ahead. Do you focus on the micro things, enemies' current health, mana, regen, armor, potential magic damage, disables, yada yada, before engaging in skirmishes? Yes. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean... You definitely want to focus on the the micro things, but I kind of feel like if you're having to focus on the micro things to know whether you can kill somebody or not, it's not going to go well because these decisions, like from my experience, you need to make a decision. We can kill them now and then you do it. And if you don't seize that opportunity, then you're going to not have that opportunity. Or if you wait for too long, then, you know, their support's going to come back into lane, or maybe they're going to salve, or the tango's going to take them up too high in their HP so that you actually can't kill them anymore. There's so many moments in Dota that's like, you can capture it right now or don't do it at all. And that's fine. Like, you can opt to not take those opportunities sometimes, but in. In my opinion, you should always look to play as aggressively as possible until you realize that you're playing too aggressively, and then you can make the correction back to being more safe. Because, That's my approach. That's because, the approach I take. Yeah, if, if you never try to play aggressive, then you're never going to know what your actual limits are. Like Sumail or CCNC or no one, they didn't learn how to... like live on the sliverest sliver of health as ember spirit and get like an ultra kill in a fight by running away as soon as they got remotely low they stuck around they abused tread switching and using their wand even dropping items sometimes in the middle of a fight just to try and like eke out the tiniest little advantage that they could get to stay alive and get the most out of it and yeah. if you're doing that you're gonna die a lot like, that's just how it is. If you're, Especially if you're playing, like, a new hero or you're not really sure what your limits are on a hero, you're going to die a lot. You're going to feed. You're going to fuck up. And uh, so you just need to accept that and accept that you probably will get flamed by your team. So, you know, if you're going into a game with the intention of, I'm going to play as aggressively as possible this game, maybe you want to mute your teammates or play with friends and just tell them, this is what I'm going to try and do. Or, like, you know, it, it should just be part of your mentality
1: of how you're approaching the game. I think I can uh, simplify things for you a little bit, Chai. Uh, I would say that uh, generally when you want to engage in skirmishes in the laning phase, it's when you have a creep advantage. And whenever you want to play safe, it's when they have a creep advantage. That's that's basically it. Because, uh, you know, even if you're not going for a kill, like going for a kill and going to take regen from your opponents, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. You're, you're it's the exact same thing you're just trying to like waste their resources and waste their time which is a resource so waste the resources and uh if you have more creeps than they do which will happen like 50 percent of the time in a lane then you go on them because if they go on you it's going to be a bad trade for them and if, if if it's the opposite then you try to not let them go on you and you try to Pull creep aggro and things like that until you do get a creep advantage, and then you, and then you can go on them. That's a really easy way. A lot of the time, when people die trying to go on somebody in a lane, and then they're like, "Oh, I you know I calculated, I, I you know I thought that was going to be good for me." A lot of the time, it's because you just went on the enemy team when there's like two range creeps and you got your ass beat. And, yeah, uh, you're just getting
0: you're just tanking like four creeps the entire time. So yeah, actually, yeah, It's actually like it's, another full hero hitting you, and you
1: don't even. Realize it's usually it. honestly just as just as simple as that, and. A lot of the time, you know, you can go on the enemy team if you have a creep advantage, if you don't have a creep advantage, but if you have a level advantage, and that's going to be really obvious. And if you're just constantly abusing the lane where you're only going on them when you have a creep advantage, then you will get a level advantage. And then you can start being more and more aggressive. So, like, the more ahead you get, then the easier it is to make the, de- the decisions. And the way you get ahead is by abusing uh, having more creeps. Yep. And follow-up question, is getting early boots of travel a good idea for Pango? I feel travels, uh, and then it blanks out. But, uh, yeah, I mean early bots on Pangos, not that bad, especially if the enemy team has some uh, sort of split pushing or you have wave clear problems and you really want to play like the dead lane or something. It's not that bad. I mean, I, I personally think you probably don't need to get them. Like you can probably just do that without Travels, just hold a TP and walk to the lane that you want to push out. I, I think I think getting Travels is a, like a, a tad bit lazy in like a crutch. Yeah. But um, it's definitely like in a game where the enemy team is split pushing you really hard, then somebody needs Travels and Pangos are a great Travels hero
0: yeah i think travels travels is probably one of the easiest items to abuse in pubs um but at the same time it definitely can be a crutch and if you do buy travels you need to take full advantage of it and just literally be in two places at once
1: by the way we forgot to mention this at the start we're trying to make this a tea thing so if you have any <laughs> tea uh, make sure tea. to make sure to drink some tea with us we want to we want to drink tea with with everybody and we should have steeped together we need to do it where we're we're we'll all start steeping our tea at the same time and like sync it up and then we'll take the the tea bags out at the same time really need to do that how's your tea treating you donnie
0: it's good it's actually the second time i've used this tea bag and so it's a
1: little bit weaker than normal but it's good it's like a nice mild tea it's nice when tea bags let, let you let you do that i mean i would do that at work whenever whenever you know you you pay a buck for a tea bag at like the the local cafe which is bullshit in the first place and it's like you know what motherfucker? i'm just gonna ask for hot water next time and i'm not paying <laughs> you for a second tea because one dollar are you joking yeah come on are you joshing me it's a big josh you're gonna josh yourself up, up a fence and when you josh yourself too hard you can lose it all man just so quickly everything can go to shambles that's a very canadian saying
0: all right what's the next question
1: okay uh, Elliot says, I'm planning on uh, doing support calibration soon. While I'm firmly convinced that you can win games from either support, thanks Elevated, I want to focus on the position that can help uh, progress my offline game too. What support uh, position do you think would help four. the most with this? Ah, oh, geez. Um, yeah, I would say probably, uh, probably position four because... As a position five, you're not really focusing on fucking over the offlaner. You're more so focusing on how to give your safe laner a good game. So it's more safe lane oriented. And as, as a position four, you're focusing on how to pressure and give your offlaner a good game so that they can pressure. Um, but I would say also like carry. Carry would help you because you'll get pressured by an offlaner and you'll know what's annoying. Yeah, that's true. It's it's like car- carrying four. Is what I would is what I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, also four just happens to be in the off lane, and a lot of times, if the off laner is having a bad game, where you get a bunch of snowball kills as a four, you kind of just become the off laner anyway.
1: Those so, roles are really interchangeable these days. To yeah, be, to be honest,
0: I'd say the only position fives that you should play if you kind of want to play in that style are like stuff like you know Wyvern maybe, or, or like. You know, like the the big team fighters who also just shove lanes and keep towers alive because a lot of offlaners also tend to do that. So you yeah. can kind of develop that style. But generally speaking, just play four since you're in the off lane anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think that makes. I, I mean, that's what I do whenever I can't get off lane. Well, I, that's what I did before they changed matchmaking where you can actually pick your role. But that yeah. is what I did. I just I wouldn't fight with people. I'd just be like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna play uh, position four. Average Peen says, Jenkins, if you and your girlfriend break up, uh, can I marry you? That depends on a few things. Um, are you sexy? Actually, that only depends on one thing. So, yeah, just let me know Yikes. in the comments.
0: Very um, shallow guy I've got here as my Dota Alchemy partner. I thought I thought you at least cared about his MMR and like his hero pool and oh, yeah, that kind of right. stuff too. Uh,
1: your versatility needs to be under 1.0 on, on Dota. Okay. And the only position that I'm going to allow you to play is missionary. Is sixty nine. <laughs> 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 All right. Chi chai. Once again, except these are not forgotten questions. Hey, thank you from ans- uh, for answering my question uh, from the last Q and A episode. Since you, oh wait a minute. What day is today? October fourteenth. Did we answer the same question, the same forgotten? Whatever. All right. Hey, thank you for answering my question from the Q&A episode. Jenkins, since you asked, my name is pronounced like chi cheese." Oh, is this dude? Oh, God. I think we did answer that question. For fuck's sake. I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, now, my next question. How do I climb back up from losing a 1,000 MMR? I can say that I have not uh, adjusted well to the meta. To be honest, I want to blame my huge drop on three different things. The recent calibration, the new matchmaking, and lastly, the OG playstyle, which means brainless fights until we lose in my bracket. It's a TI-winning team, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Twice. The last time I was in this MMR, I spammed Beastmaster and Enigma offlane back when you could still dominate wagons for some solid pressure. Now I can't really do this since these heroes were nerfs. And both of those heroes are still very good, by the way. Yeah. Like, Be- Beastmaster, I had Beastmaster He's in... He's extremely underrated. I have Beast I don't even think he's underrated I, he the, okay the only problem with Beastmaster is that Legion Abaddon and Omni are all broken heroes and Beastmaster has roar so that's the, that's the only problem so I've him in B tier. I think he's actually one of the best offlaners and if you're looking for like a split pushing tower taking offlaner he's he's fantastic I mean if you want I mean Abaddon's really good at that too if you want a hero that does that with that passive it's it's really bullshit and what what I would recommend is I think probably you're not protecting siege creeps well enough. If, 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 um, so the dominator era with dominating siege creeps and shit like that, it was honestly just people being lazy, and nobody realized that until we got to the point where you could no longer dominate siege creeps. And now people are just really good at protecting them by fording creep waves, by sending out a salve and tanking the tower with a salve so that way you can keep. The, the siege creep alive for the next wave you don't need to dominate siege creeps if you're doing the right tactics so i would highly recommend god there's this replay i want to show from from my smurf i might make a video about it something like that where i i, w- I was offlane wyvern and i skilled my uh cold embrace to protect a siege creep that have one hit left and i took a tower from full hp yeah. 100 to zero uh by by uh using cold embrace and tanking with a salve Alone, totally alone as a Winter Wyvern that's level six, and uh, yeah, I mean that's a tower that otherwise would have died like ten minutes later, and it makes the game significantly easier. So you just need to abuse whatever you can to keep those keep those little guys alive. Getting Basiliuses as well are are fantastic. Getting an early Bassy for uh, for the lane. Okay, thoughts on Nick's level twenty five talents? I don't think you should ever go the agi. <laughs> I
0: don't. When are you ever going to get level 25 as a Nyx?
1: <laughs>
0: but when yeah. You have
1: three minuses.
0: But yeah, I think you always go on Obstructed Padding because that mechanic is inherently just completely broken in Dota. It's,
1: it's filthy. It's really filthy, especially at the movement speed that you have with it, the gank potential that you have. You just walk
0: into their base and put wards behind their barracks and they're like, how did you know yeah. I was here? And then you're just like, I'm a Nyx.
1: Yep, it's pretty bullshit. Um, I mean, that hero's not like a carry, so I don't know. The agility, cool armor, but really yeah. you should be unkillable already via items and uh, Aghanim's Scepter.
0: Yeah, the Agi's a joke. It's it's like a meme to pair with Ethblade uh, or Ethereal Blade. Yeah. I'd be very
1: mad if my Nick's picked up an Ethblade and did not have a destructive pathing. <laughs> It's like, dude, why do you think you're a damage dealer in this game? (laughs) You're a Nyx assassin. We have a fucking anti mage or something. Like, you're always going to have a hero that's doing damage. You don't need a Nyx to be like, (laughs) I got you. Like, God, no. Uh, Gangsy, as it says, as a core, uh, what do you do? What do you do to best win your lane when your support doesn't know what to do? E.g., they're accidentally making the lane incredibly hard because they pull aggro to harass. They sit behind me in lane and don't harass or trade the enemy. They don't pull in lane or later in the game, they don't focus on getting vision and instead farm the jungle or slowly push out a lane. Support yourself. Yeah. That's what I would say. I yep. do that in almost every every game. Yeah, but you gotta support.
0: buy a ward place it so you can farm safely. Like literally. I mean, I buy
1: wards in competitive games. Like, yeah. I buy my own wards in competitive games because I know where I want the ward to be and My supports sometimes don't have gold and they're not going to be in my lane. So I can't expect my crystal maiden to be in three different lanes. I actually think there's an unrealistic expectation that people put on supports and kind of use it. Not that I'm saying that you're doing it, Gangsy. I just know that a lot of people do that and use like their support as a crutch for them fucking up and being lazy. Like mids die and then they're like, we need wards. And it's like, you should have sent out a ward for yourself, buddy. Like watch Sumail play. He'll send out wards for himself or he'll ask for wards yep. and then send it out. But he's the one that's initiating it because he knows his hero. He knows his matchup. He knows he needs a ward there. I now always send myself a ward at five minutes on the offlane because I'm so sick of dying to like the mid just rotating to my lane because I don't have vision and it's nighttime. Yeah. I'm so sick of that. I just send a ward. I just take it from wherever, whatever support wants it. I just take it because <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, nighttime that that first night is always such a dangerous point in the game, and it's very rare that your support is gonna be able to immediately leave the bottom lane and go on a warding mission to all other to both of the other two lanes. So you know, maybe they'll get some vision mid, maybe they'll get some vision top, but at the very least. If you know that you're going to get ganked during nighttime because there's a Night Stalker, there's like a Spirit Breaker or something like that, put a ward so you have an easy game. And think about it this way. You spend 50 gold and you suddenly don't die. You've already paid for it one time. If it saves you twice, you've more than paid for your ward. Like, it's it's so simple. People are like, it's delaying my hand of Midas by one creep which you probably get immediately because <laughs> you God. can Tantabitis play aggressively.
1: Panamitis is, <laughs> is a trash tier item. <laughs> My God. Uh, this, all, this all reminds me, for whatever reason, I need to make a video on Holy Locket for Trash Can Magic. I don't remember why this reminds me, but for some reason in that whole conversation, I was just thinking like, "Man, holy locket's a shitty item." I guess when you said it delays your item, I was thinking like, "Man, imagine if Sony is saving for a holy locket; they have to be a complete <laughs> moron." It's like, "Oh yeah, trash can magic wants a video of a uh, holy locket." I, I got to find actual applications for it though, because I don't want it to be a meme video. I want to actually, I want to figure that item out. Anyway, um, okay. Average peen says uh, once again, question. I remember uh, many episodes ago, you'd talk about how you'd pull yourself out of a 15-game loss streak. All right, Donnie, we're about to get into the binge-queuing conversation, so we need to make sure to keep this short because I know we could both go on it for hours about (laughs) this. Yeah. Now I'm in a similar situation. Ever since recalibration, I've lost like 800 MMR, and it's very depressing for me. 3.2K to 2.3K. I've taken breaks from Dota, but it doesn't help. Can you talk about the mental aspect of Dota? You're good at going on a tangent about that Jenkins oh (laughs) shit he knows Uh, I'll let you begin Donnie because I know you had uh, an experience with this recently
0: yeah Um, so I guess there's a couple things I mean yes recently as in literally ending perhaps today I've had a very minor binge queue because I think once you've done it enough you kind of understand like this is probably the worst binge queuing i've done and it was a total of like seven games right this used to be like 15 20 you know both you and i have had literally a full page and then another full page of red with like maybe one or two green wins in there both you and i have done that and if you look at the the play times it's like 9 a.m saturday and then all the way until like monday 9 (laughs) p.m just like every hour with like maybe a four hour break for a nap or something like that. So
1: all day, all day, every day.
0: We've all been there. Um, But I have to say that when you've dropped like 800 MMR, it's really important for you to like watch your, just watch your most recent replay. Just watch it and watch it from your perspective and just realize how many mistakes you're making. Because If you're losing games that are 800 MMR lower than you previously were, it means that you are playing incredibly terrible. And it is entirely your fault that you're losing every single one of these games because you were literally like a different player not very long ago when you were 800 MMR higher. 800 MMR is a lot. That's a big difference. And so if you're still losing games, 800 MMR Mm -hmm. below where you are, it means that you are number one not adapting to the bracket so if you're playing like a support role or something like that and you're playing extremely sacrificial and trying to depend on your carries who were carrying you 800 mmr ago they are no longer doing that um if you're playing carry and like you used to be able to rely on some wards here and there or or like a smoke gank or like space being made for you it's not happening anymore And you have to just kind of re-embrace the chaos of the 800 MMR lower game that you're in. I remember when I uh, was doing this experiment of trying to just climb from 1K to whatever on position 5 only on a Smurf, just for fun. I I got this 1K MMR account, and then I immediately lost three games in a row. And I was like, how the fuck am I losing games 4,000 MMR lower than I normally play? And the answer is, is because I was trying to support my teammates as if they were the previous MMR that I normally played at. And then I, I realized that and I was like, oh, well, if I just, because there is space available and it's not being taken, I can just take this space. And I ended up essentially being a core every game as a support, but it's not like I was stealing farm from my cores they it's were like, taking the farm. It was just there. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to push the lanes. And so I literally just won like 25 games in a row after that. And I was like, okay, I get it. You know, it's it's not hard. There's probably like two things that you're doing wrong every single game. And you can identify them within the first five minutes. And that's why you're losing these games.
1: So I, I would also say, um, you know, taking taking the break that you mentioned is is obviously a, a core uh component to turning it around you need to you need to take a break mm-hmm. um, and I, I know it's re- it's really hard you need to not only take a break but you need to come back and have an actual mental reset where you are approaching the game from an objective standpoint because uh, chances are if you're a good enough dota player to be a thousand mmr above where you're currently at uh, you're good enough to figure out how to win in the lower rated bracket i mean you've uh, probably you've already before. done
0: it yeah <laughs> so,
1: uh, so you need to just uh, recalibrate your brain and uh, essentially uh, you know go in without because chances are you're very tilted or you're very tired and you don't realize how bad you're playing when you're tired and that's why donnie said like if you watch one of your replays you'll see the mistakes that you're making because at a certain point after losing usually you have two feeders in a row you get mad you freak out on somebody the next game they feed another feeder behavior score goes down a little bit and it's just a spiral. But then at a certain point, you are actually losing the games for yourself. Sometimes it starts with these very legitimate streaks of losses that shouldn't happen normally. But it happens. And then at a certain point, you just need to cut yourself off because you're going to b- become the problem eventually. So my biggest piece of advice on this, because what Donnie said is what I – I mean, I, we've talked about this a lot. I completely agree with what he said. Uh, but my biggest piece of advice other than what Donnie said is on this – is to stop yourself while you are ahead because you think five losses in a row is a lot until you lose 10 in a row. You think 1,000 MMR is a lot until you lose 2,000 MMR. It is very good to stop <laughs> yourself from losing the future 1,000 MMR and to focus on that first and view your current MMR as like, oh, thank God I didn't lose a 1,000 more. And uh, I find that when I go into the next day, when I go into the next uh, cycle of queuing with the mentality that, like, wow, I was such an idiot. I'm glad I stopped myself from binge queuing. Time to climb back and, you know, have fun with it. And, and like John Donnie said, uh, embrace the chaos of this bracket. When, I, when I'm looking at it from, like, a kind of a adventurous perspective, I, I am a lot less tilted going into the games. The problem is when you're going into the games thinking... I deserve to be a 1K higher. Yep. I need to win these games quickly in order to get there. That's that's the problem. You're not yep. going to win these games quickly. It's going to be a long process. And that's your punishment. That's your punishment for binge queuing. Yeah, That's and, what you get. I mean, if
0: you think about it, <clears throat> if you put Arteezy in a 3K game, the game is still going to take him about 35 minutes or more to win. You know, Unless it's him plus a bunch of other high and more players, then the game might be over in 15 minutes. But if it's just him... The game's gonna take probably 30 minutes because that's just how it is you know his team's gonna feed people are gonna lose it might be a smurf on the other team that he has to overcome like all this is gonna happen so i think that's actually the most important point is that if you approach the game as simply a like a means to an end to get to the mmr that you're supposed to be at instead of being like i'm gonna play a game of dota
1: that's the problem that's the problem and that's
0: that's literally what i was doing the last couple of days i was like okay i'm four games away from immortal i'm just gonna bang these out right now and now i'm like 15 games away from immortal
1: because that's just how it goes (laughs) (laughs) no bueno that's not how you how you win dota yep all right moving on could go on but i won't uh Okay, Prime Operator says, when is it better to block the enemy's first creep wave in their safe lane as opposed to blocking your own creep wave in your off lane? So if the enemy team is smart and in position, they're just going to block your wave and then it's going to do nothing. So I would say if they're zoned out of the tower and you can like continue zoning them and if you are hugely advantaged in the lane, if you, if you know that the lane is very strong. Uh, but a lot of the time, honestly, these days, I never do it. I don't think it's that good. I think it was something people were experimenting with. And it was kind of cool. But you can just body block your own wave and pressure them and then push it in and side pull. And it does the same thing. It, it, does, it does almost the same thing. In fact, like it kind of sucks to body block their wave and give them free levels when they should be getting pressured, you know? It can actually bite you in the ass. It can be kind of dangerous. If the enemy team gets level 2 in a duel lane before you do, they can kill you, and then you lose. So I would say I think probably s- scratch it. I, I don't think it's that great of a... I think it's probably okay if you're, like, a solo
0: Earthshaker or a solo, solo clock who can actually just do, yeah, it, then do it for then free. Yeah, then it's fine.
1: Then it's fine, of course. Yeah. If you're solo... Yeah, I mean if you're solo for sure, right. you do whatever you can to just get free lanes of creeps. Yep. So. Yep. But other than that, I I don't really I don't really do it anymore. I think it's kind of bad.
0: Yeah, it's just more of like the
1: it's more of the solo offlaner move at this point, I would say. Do it against a lane that can't deal with the lane being pushed early. Oh, that's not a question. Enigma's flame says. I just I I I, I never I never do it anymore, really. Yeah. uh injective recently i've been trying to when i've been trying to stack and pull my carry frequently gets out of position and pings me for help your carry's an idiot yeah. uh, and i have to abandon the stack pull nope. to go help out nope. otherwise i'll get flamed yeah don't do that no nope. uh, let your let your carry die that's really dumb like the uh, pulling lane back is so much more valuable than kills and deaths that just ignore them like yeah. tell them no i'm pulling no so, i'm pulling
0: tell them that you are pulling you know just yeah. tell them hey i'm pulling now so at least they know, and then if they go ahead and play very far up without any creeps to back them up and they feed, then that's entirely their fault. Yeah, that's, you can them.
1: that's them being a bad carry. You can, you can yeah. watch any yeah. streamer play carry, and you'll immediately see that like pulling in is it is an integral part of the lane and they play safe when their support's pulling. It happens in every single game. They're yeah. just playing the game wrong.
0: Every game, every lane has an ebb and flow and you don't have to be in the middle of the creep wave at all times. There's some times where you need to play back because
1: otherwise you die. Yep. Uh Hirama says uh forty seven says hi guys I'm a lion main and I wanna want to try other supports. What can you recommend?
0: <laughs> You're a lion mane. That's a good one man. You got a nice main nice lion, man.
1: Shadow Shaman, I would say. That's a pretty good hero. Does very similar stuff. Has disables. Way better at pushing. I would say Lion is actually a shittier version of Shadow Shaman.
0: I don't think that Lion and Shaman are similar at all. I think, th- I think that they have this interesting... People are like, oh, they both have a hex. And they, they both have two disables, so they're the same hero. But I think that Lion is much more of a, like a, a pressure-aggressive... Annoying hero, kind of akin he, to something like he's shittier. I mean, I wouldn't say so. I think he, f- he functions as a completely different style of hero. He's like, I think he's just worse. I mean, I understand you've made that very clear four times now, sir. Okay. Now let me explain how Lion should all be right. played. In my opinion, sure. all right, which is Let's that your opinion. Lion is kind of like that hero. He's kind of like an axe hero that you just you don't you want to like play him completely off the map and scare people because he like shows up he hexes you you die to a finger and oh, then i'm you're not
1: like, afraid of a fucking lion
0: oh well that's because <sighs> most people play lion like a shadow shaman and he's just a much worse
1: shadow shaman there's no question being, about that being off the map and hexing people but then also pushing you mean okay what other heroes uh, let's see. Lion is really easy. He, like, stuns people. He has a nuke. Mana drain's kind of a useless-ass ability, so we'll just ignore that. Yeah. Uh, I guess CM is kind of similar. You're, like, a stunning nuking guy with some, like, damage-dealing ultimate in a mana ability. How about 4-Lina? Uh, yeah, 4-Lina is, is is pretty similar. Uh, she's got wave clear. Honestly, fuck line for not having wave clear. Yeah. You probably want supports that have wave clear. It's really annoying to have a support that can't push out waves because then it's like, oh, everybody's fighting top, but the bot lane needs to be pushed. I literally can't do it because I'm lying. I'm gonna go <laughs> finger a range creep.
0: Yeah, you literally have to. You have to stun, right click each creep, and then stun again to clear a wave. It's super inefficient. So,
1: I yeah. agree. Feels 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 very bad. Yeah, I would give I would give a shaman. Uh, what was the other one we said a uh, bane's kind of similar. Yeah. Bane is Bane is better than Lion for sure. Bane has no better. wave clear though. Yeah, he has no wave clear. But if you're looking for a useless, <laughs> no wave clear, instant disabling support, Bane is probably the best one right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah no, yeah, no way whatsoever, which is a problem for sure. Definitely. Ah, that's enough heroes. That's enough heroes.
0: But I already made a support tier list, so just play those heroes.
1: Who'd you put on tier one? Undying?
0: No. Okay. I put uh let me look at I have Wyvern CM Coddle Um Vengeful Spirit, Shadow Shaman, and Ancient Apparition. Can
1: you put Undying? Yo, update that, update that shit. No, Undying is like the lane support of the major qualifiers. I
0: mean, he's definitely really good. He he's in my lane bully category. I wouldn't pick him first every game
1: though. I would definitely pick him first every game. Not against a Marana. I mean, Chen should be in the list too if if it, we're talking competitive. But for right. pubs, Chen is Chen, Chen is, is ass. Complete shit for pubs. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see sparky 23 says how do you deal with game frustration i love the game a lot but a couple of weeks ago i got demotivated after a five five calibration still demoted you from legend five to archon seven followed by a four game losing streak that led to me taking three weeks off the game tried playing again last night won a good game but the motivation to play isn't there how do you balance out wanting to rank up and get better and just tilting after a bad streak i pick fun stuff Sometimes I just pick to have fun. I just, I want to play Pudge, I play Pudge, you know, or, or play another role. What are you doing? What are you doing, Donnie? Just answering a question in chat. Chen is definitely way different from, in, in, I would not pick Chen in low rated games. That exactly. That That's leading. the
0: point, you know. This guy's asking from an average player perspective. You can pick Chen and fucking immortal pubs. Go for it, man. But most people are not immortal, so they wouldn't understand how to play around the hero. And
1: oh, that shit does not work in 3K pubs.
0: You try to explain why your carry should actually go to the off lane and then get teleported to the safe lane in a 3K pub. Good fucking luck doing oh. that.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh God. Oh Jesus, man. I was playing it with Divines earlier today, and I was trying to get I was trying to get a life stealer to swap away from playing against an Ursa, yeah, and he they... just wouldn't. And I'm just like, "Do you enjoy getting fucked in the ass? <laughs> I mean, it's 2019. Go for it, man. But you're gonna, there's gonna be some serious pe- penetration happening down there. Yeah, like, do you want to be against an Ursa as life stealer? And I was like, "Yeah," and then he just feeds, and it's like, "Well, who the fuck could have predicted that?
0: I <laughs> you know." know. That's that's my hardest thing, is, like, when people actively play into difficult situations, when there's a very clear, obvious, easy solution to not yeah, play into that situation. And It's like, come on, man. Just, like, just open your eyes. Just look at the game. It's right and some, there. When,
1: and when somebody's telling you, like, hey, man, I can swap. I actually wanted to be against the Ursa. I was Slardar, so I, oh, I, I, can, beautiful. I knew I can... I knew I could out trade an Ursa. I wanted to be a guy. I was Slardar Lina. Ugh. <laughs> it was so difficult. It's like, no, is, I carry.
0: I get my. I dis- carry. I <laughs> go
1: safe lane. Like, dude, you're not going to have a good. T- you're not going to have fun. I don't know why you're just asking to not have fun in this game. Yeah. It's weird. Who are your S and A tier position fours? This was. Uh, let, me,
0: let me open Elliot. up the old Dota. Position four, S Lena? Tier? lena's very good yeah
1: lena's definitely good um zeus is underrated zeus marana is good, is good. Uh, probably Dazzle. the best. dazzles extremely good against undying yep. and everybody's picking undying it's a classic counter uh are uh, people still picking lesh for or no, is he I'm mostly been... just a mid it's like a mid yeah
0: yeah uh i think dark willow is underrated as a four a little and bit as a,
1: and as a five i think yeah I think that hero's
0: good um, people are still playing Rubik a ton, just because it's Rubik. Yeah, R- R-
1: Rubik is still good. Rubik is still good, for sure. He's so good in the late game, honestly. Yeah. But that, yeah, those are probably the best for us. Lina's picked in like every single goddamn game. It's like Lina or Marana; Those are the two. Yeah. Let me see if there's anything. Yeah, L- Lina, Marana, and Rubik are the three most picked heroes in high-level pubs. Damn, is actually getting picked up a lot. What? I did not... It's
0: kind of surprising. Game. I feel like people are playing that mid and offlane a lot these days. At least uh, that's attacker, what
1: I've been Attacker, Resolution, Forever. Yeah, those Gunna, are all offlane mid. No one. Kube, Faith Beyond. Damn, maybe I gotta start spamming Earthshaker. I think the hero's good, man. My team flamed me for picking this offlane.
0: I picked CK4 today and got five kills in the first 15 minutes of the game, and my carry quit at one minute into the game. because Actually, before the game even started, he's like, I, I first picked CK support, and then it loaded it into the game and showed my record as CK, which is like a 75 or 80% win rate with CK, almost all the support, and my carry just immediately quit and refused to play the game.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll playing with t- with total assholes. <laughs> it's really great. All right, we're out of questions. Do you uh, want to take a speed round from the old the old chat?
0: We'll take a speed round. but It'll be a chill speed round because we're all drinking tea, right? Everybody's been drinking some tea, so we're, we're nice and relaxed, but we're also energized <laughs> because that's how it goes. That's what tea yeah. does for you. It's not I Red Bull. A... It's not coffee.
1: Can Cause... I get a tea cow? Can I can I get a one in chat if you're drinking tea as well? Yeah. Yeah. Put a T in, a T in chat. Yeah, Capital nice, tea. nice big T. I'll I'll put two of them in here for us. T T. There we go. No, Donnie, we're not drinking three teas. Now I need to have another tea. <laughs> which actually is great because I would I would like to, uh actually would like to have some more tea. I wish I had uh, brewed up a pot.
0: Does like Long this Island thing. count? I mean, hey, man, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah, so why not? It's 5 o'clock
1: for me. Maybe I should be drinking Long Island. <laughs> what do we think of 4 Invoker? Fantastic. Is Butterfly ever good on Ember? Uh, I don't really think so.
0: I can't really I think of a reason it would be. I
1: don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you should be taking that many right clicks.
0: Or doing that many right clicks without just sliding and, and that you kind of stuff. You probably
1: want like a Shiva's instead. Yeah. What kind of tea am I drinking, Elliot? I'm drinking Earl Grey, just classic Earl Grey. Twinnings, twinnings brands. Actually, my favorite brand of, world, of 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 tea.
0: I'm drinking Vata tea, which is an Ayurvedic an Ayurvedic balancing tea for the Vata Dosha,
1: which is for winter time, basically. Good ninth picks for mid divine. Any chance you can make a video for counters in the mid lane. Pick Lena. Lena is not counterable. Tiny's another good one. O.D.
0: Band, oh, another good band one.
1: Pugna, pick O D. Uh kunkka is pretty nice too there's yeah. always a way uh, ember there's always a way to play ember you just need to know the ways to play to play these heroes against counters you know because there really aren't there really aren't counters
0: yep uh why does ta seem so strong in herald guardian lobbies? probably because nobody punishes her at all and she has a pseudo invincibility spell in refraction can you, it,
1: can you make another video on five settings every player should have so I have five more settings that I think every player should have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, I have to. I have to, re- I have to look at that video and see.
0: Maybe, maybe you should do like five hotkeys. Everybody should have bound or something like that.
1: that I'm matter. actually. Ba- I'm pretty bad with hotkeys. I don't have. Uh, I don't have quick buy bound. I yeah, don't have. Neither. I don't have a uh, purchase sticky, or take stash items. I don't use those hotkeys. Yeah, I don't either. Really. I just I just click, which is pretty. Pretty bad, honestly. I need to start using those. Um, I don't have directional move bound. How
0: can I scale into late game as Skyrath Mage? I dominate early but always lose late.
1: I mean I don't know, that shouldn't that really shouldn't be that much of a problem for you unless you're like falling off and feeding. Uh you want to combo with somebody. You always want to play with somebody who can like set up for you.
0: Yeah, you need to crush the lanes and then you need to start playing behind your team, I think, because that's what I've seen a lot from, like, bad Skyroth mages is that they, they're just like, ha, 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 in lane, you know, just throwing arcane bolts just over and over and over. There's nothing anybody can do about them because they have more movement speed. But once people get boosts, once people get items, they continue to do that and they have zero armor and just get completely destroyed. So once you've won the laning stage, then you just need to start playing around your team and just providing them with damage. And then,
1: yeah, you know, you're a team player. You don't do anything alone.
0: Yeah, pick up, really? pick up maybe like a blink and a hex, Atos, Kaya, that kind of stuff as the game progresses.
1: Yep, yep. <clears throat> I recalibrated to Herald Five, new passion. All my friends are Ancient, and those games I usually do well, but I feel like there's a bottleneck because of my skill. Should I play with them or solo? Uh, you can play with them. It's just that I think your friends are probably going to need to tell you a lot of the time what to do, or you're going to need to like ask questions, which is fine because you'll you'll rank up, you'll become higher skill very quickly from from that but uh i would definitely what i would do is i would like if you're if you're into this i would take those games and try to learn a lot from them and then apply that to solo queue get better rank up and then go into those games and kind of use that as like a way to get better yeah totally use that as like a platform and the last and the last, update- last update oh good oh motherfucker donnie don't interrupt me that's really rude of you this experimental matchmaking system, so we have solo and party again. I certainly hope we get we get party back. I'm, I was enjoying that a lot, and I would like to keep enjoying that.
0: I think he means he hopes that they get solo MMR and party MMR back.
1: Oh no, I don't. I like. I don't. I like how it is. I really, I really enjoyed the changes. I think the changes have been for the better, and people are all complaining about the current changes. Oh, woe was me. Valve fucked everything up. It'll I mean, be I'm a high, I'm a high immortal player. I can't get games, and I don't care. I I understand this is part of the process. Like I feel like it's just, it's just uh, whiny being, bitches. Beggars <laughs> being choosers a lot of the time. Yeah, it's it's not it's not that. I mean, boohoo. We can't queue for a weekend. I'm sure Valve will fix it. Yeah,
0: look at Fortnite. They took their game away for a weekend.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: How do you counter Morph plus Earthshaker and Ag's combo?
1: You fucking lose.
0: Yeah, it's pretty rough. You kill them early. That's it. Bloodseeker is kind of okay as like with rupture, but you just get fucked by Morphling. <laughs> so it's it's hard. I lost yeah. it out the other day, actually. It was not fun.
1: It's not a fun combo to deal with, to be honest. If you're if you're Morphing and if you have, if they're a combo, if they're like a duo queue, yeah. There's no fucking way. You just lose.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Ability build for off lane Max W and E. Maybe one point in Q for suicide. That's, that's it. Very simple. Yep. W first. Max W
0: first.
1: Is position 4 Kunkka plausible
0: and what's the best way to play
1: it? Not really.
0: I feel like yeah. it's plausible, but you could always just play him in a better spot, also known as three, uh, exactly. 3, or 2. Yeah.
1: Kunkka is a mid, and then when they counter it, you flex it to off lane, and I don't see why you'd ever have to run it as 4.
0: Yeah.
1: It just doesn't really roam well at all yep all right all right that seems to be it questions have slowed down
0: yep thank you everybody for tuning in for uh tea and alchemy answers here episode 50 um any last words for chat jenkins any last words for our patrons
1: i love you